Greetings in the wonderful name of Yahweh, the Father of our Savior and Master, Yeshua Hamashiach. Yahweh is awesome. He is worthy to be praised. And every day we are to praise Him from the rising of the sun until the going down of the same. Let us just praise His name for He is indeed worthy to be praised. As we see the signs fast fulfilling all around us that Yahweh is worthy. He is coming soon. Yeshua, his son, is coming soon. It behooves you, my brother and my sister, to help spread this gospel into all the world for witness unto all nations. Then the end shall come. Matthew 24 and verse 14. The word today is entitled Sardis. Sardis is one of the seven churches that existed in Asia Minor or Turkey as we know it today. We have the seven churches and Laodicea is the seventh church, the last day church, the lukewarm church. But there are some characteristics of Sardis, the church of Sardis, that I am seeing unfolding today even in the church of Laodicea. Brothers and sisters, Yeshua has ought against the church of Sardis. Yeshua had ought against the church of Sardis. What was the downfall of the church of Sardis? What was the rebuke by the head of the church, Yeshua, to the church of Sardis? We will get back to the word after this. You're listening to Proclaim Gospel, coming to you from Tortola, British Virgin Islands. Your host is Evangelist Joel Gums. Welcome back to Proclaim Gospel. The word today again is Sardis. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as we look at your word today, I pray that you will open thou our hearts and our minds to receive your word. Send your mighty angels, which excel it in strength, to beat back the forces of darkness from preventing your word going through the earth swiftly. I pray that you will touch hearts, change lives, and save souls. In your son's name with thanksgiving. Amen. Let us look at the book of Revelation chapter 3 verse 1 to 6. The book of Revelation chapter 3 verse 1 to 6. It says, And unto the angel of the church in Sardis write, These things said he that had the seven spirits of Yahweh and the seven stars. I know thy works, that thou hast a name, that thou livest, and art dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain, that are ready to die. For I have not found thy works perfect before Yahweh. Remember therefore how thou hast received and heard, and hold fast and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. Thou hast a few names even in Sardis, which have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. He that hath an heir, let him hear what the Spirit said unto the churches. This is a powerful word to the church 
of Sardis by Yeshua himself. Now, who is Sardis? A little backdrop about Sardis. The first important city on the highway south of Thyatira. Like Thyatira, Sardis enjoyed a favorable commercial location. Strabo, the ancient geographer, speaks of it as a great city. Although in John's day, it did not rival either Ephesus or Pergamum in importance. The meaning of the name is uncertain. However, some suggest song of joy or that which remains or something new. So Yeshua, the master, the head of the church is saying here that the church of Sardis said it has a name. And today we all like to say we have a name. We like to say that our name is of such in the community, in society. Many people, all they want to do is protect their name or have a name. Brothers and sisters, or have a reputation. But you see, this reputation that the church of Sardis did have, or their legacy, was that of hypocrisy. Are you listening to me today? It was a name or a legacy of hypocrisy because their name would suggest that they are alive and that they exist, but they are dead. And this is the rebuke coming from Yeshua himself. Hypocrisy was characterized by this church, which was not what it pretended to be. Professedly, the Reformation churches had discovered what it means to live by faith in Yeshua. But for the most part, they eventually lapsed into a state resembling, in certain ways, that of the organization from which they had withdrawn. And you can find that in 2 Timothy 3 verse 5. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 5. And the scripture says, Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. This is why the church in Sardis was being rebuked. Their name, listen to me, brothers and sisters, their name, Protestant, implied opposition to the abuses, errors, and formalism of the Roman Catholic Church, and the name Reformation implied that none of these faults were to be found within the Protestant fold. These churches had broken away from the Roman Catholic Church, which had begun to adopt spurious teachings, spiritisms, false pagan teachings that you have to work for your salvation and the churches began to break away from the Roman Catholic Church and that is why millions upon millions were persecuted. Over 50 million people during the dark ages, during the darkest history or period of the church's existence, these people were reformed. They reformed from the teachings of the Catholic Church and from her dogma. But the church in Sardis said that she had a name but she was dead she was not really living but she had fallen back eventually into a state resembling the very ways of the organization that she had broken away from how sad indeed are you following me closely and Yeshua said that thou art dead. In other words, this bitter comment begins a message that consists mostly of reproof. The sin of hypocrisy called forth Yeshua's most severely critical denunciations against the religious leaders of his day. Now, 
to the hypocritical church of Sardis, the glorified Christ or Meshiach sends his most unqualified rebuke. Rather than being quickened or made alive in Meshiach, as this church claimed to be, in reality it was dead. Brothers and sisters, many people today around the world in their churches... Their glorious churches, their glorious cathedrals are saying that they are alive but are dead because they are accepting the false teachings of the Roman Catholic Church by not keeping Yahweh's commandments and not worshipping him on his holy Sabbath day. These people are saying that they are alive in Meshiach. They call their church the church of prophecy. Yes, the church of prophecy. But if there was a church of prophecy, they would recognize that this book, Revelation, is talking about Messiah, Yeshua himself, and that they are to obey his commandments if they love him. So the church of Yahweh or the church of God of prophecy that they call themselves, they are blind to what the real truth of that name means. Have mercy upon them, Father in heaven. And he says, the things which remain strengthen the things which remain. Uh, let me delve into this a little more. Even in degenerate Protestantism, there were certain things worth laboring to preserve. Much, but not all, had been lost. The spiritual life of Protestantism was dying, but the system was not yet dead. Survival may be thought of as the keynote of the saddest period of the church history. So Sardis was as if she was just trying to survive the hardships and the persecutions and the false teachings. This is the lot of the church of Sardis. And Yeshua says, thy works perfect. The ardor of Protestantism during its early years gave promise of a pressing forward toward perfection in understanding revealed truth and in applying it to the life. But as the years went by, zeal and piety waned and the church wearied of the effort to reach the goal it had set out to attain. Over the years, the trials, the tribulations, the hardships, the persecution, the false teachings, the errors, the church just went back into its old ways wherewith it had broken away from. But all was not lost. All is not lost. There's always a way of escape. Yeshua always makes a way of escape and there's always an open door for Yahweh's people to walk through into the promised land. Brothers and sisters, are you listening to me today? The Church of Sardis. Some decades after the beginning of the Reformation, the new churches experienced a period of violent doctrinal controversy. Eventually, differences of opinion were settled by the adoption of definitive creeds that tended to discourage the search for additional truth. Yes, Satan's forces were working against Yahweh's church, but remember Yeshua himself says that upon this rock he will build his church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against his church. Yeshua is the head of the church. He died for it and the gates of hell will not thwart the plans that Yahweh has for his church. Are you listening to me? By a similar process, the Roman Catholic Church in the early centuries of its history had crystallized much of its theology, protected by the power and prestige of the state, and within its shelter of rigid creedal confessions, the national churches of the Protestant world generally came to content themselves with the form of godliness without its power. They were over 
overpowered and muscled into subjection by the Roman Catholic Church. They were persecuted, my brothers and sisters, protected by the powers and prestige and the prestige of the state and within its shelter of rigid creedal confessions, the national churches of the Protestant world generally came to content themselves with the form of godliness without its power. In other words, they did not want to rock the boat of persecution. They did not want to rock the boat of the Catholic Church to bring on persecution upon them or excommunication or hardships. Today, my brothers and sisters, I am seeing a parallel in the world today with the churches who call themselves Protestants. Many of them don't want to excite the powers that be. These people are sitting back in their churches, in their soft comfort zone, and are afraid to move out there and to disturb the status quo in the world today. That is why they are doing so much nonsense today. They are suppressing the church and now the church has now been pushed back into a virtual church. Yes, that is what they are doing today. They are keeping the church from coming out and meeting together in numbers. They are keeping the church from going forward with its full force in ministry or in the proclamation of the gospel on every street corner. They are having the church just working in cyberspace, my brothers and sisters, in a virtual reality world. This is not what Yeshua called us to do. Yeshua said, go ye therefore into all the world and preach the gospel. Now they have brought out this thing called the pandemic, called the coronavirus, and they have, as it were, clipped the wing of the church. But let me tell you something, this is only a stepping stone for the greater thing that is supposed to come for the church of Yahweh is the church militant and it will be the church triumphant and the church glorious so they can do all they want they can bring all of the pandemics that they want but Satan is defeated and it doesn't matter what he does Yahweh is the all-knowing Yahweh he is the first and the last the beginning and the end the alpha and the omega Satan is already defeated and he will be cast into the lake of fire with the beast and the false prophet and all of them that persecuted Yahweh's church. So let them play, let them perform, for he who laughs last laughs best. And now this is the cause of the complaint. You see, Yeshua had a great complaint against the church. He had a great complaint against the church in Sardis. And this is what he said. The great fault found with Sardis is that it had a name to live, but is dead. My, my. In other words, you are pretending to be alive in Yeshua, Hamashiach, to be alive in Yahweh, to be alive in the Messiah, but you are dead. They are dead. They look alive, but they are like the walking dead. If there's such a thing as the walking dead, yes, you may be alive physically, but spiritually, one is dead because they have not the power of Yahweh living within them. What a high position in a worldly point of view has the nominal church occupied during this period. A nominal church, only a name, only in form, but not in substance. Look at her high-sounding titles. Today, so many people have high-sounding titles. Bishop, they have all these high-sounding titles. A doctorate in theology. They have so many high titles and status that all they are doing is showing their earthly accolades, but they are devoid of the Holy Spirit and have not the spirit and the power of Yahweh working in and through them. They are dead, in other words. 
they are just dead people walking around in their physical earthly garbs. Hear me what I'm saying today, brothers and sisters. This is a hard word, but this is a message to be preached today. So in other words, look at her high sounding titles and her favor with the world. So many churches want to be in favor with the world, sleeping in bed with the world, wrapped up and tangled up in the things of the world. Brothers and sisters, open your eyes, open your ears. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. But how pride and popularity have grown apace, in other words, have speedily taken over the church. Pride and popularity until spirituality is destroyed. The line of distinction between the church and the world is obliterated and the different popular bodies are churches of Messiah or of Christ only in name. The distinction between the church and the world is obliterated. There is no distinction between the holy and the unclean. You see these people in church. Uh, you see them on the street. You cannot tell who they are because the, the mark of Christianity and, and the distinction of holiness has been rubbed off or erased from their faces, from their character, from their dress, from their conversation, from the places they go. You cannot tell the difference between them and the world. There's no distinction now. You can look at someone on the street today and you just have to wonder if they're a Christian. And sometimes, brothers and sisters, you have got to be able to be spotted in the distance or in the forefront and people must know if you are a Christian, if you have the mark of Yahweh upon you. Just as you can look at a thug and see that that person is a thug, someone must be able to look at the clear mark of distinction and recognize the Shekinah glory from you. They must see it. They must feel it. They must feel your presence and the aura. They must see the Shekinah glory on your face and the glow. Brothers and sisters, what are you doing today? Are you looking at the church of Sardis and learning? Are you learning from the churches of the past? We are the Laodicean church. We are also in a bad state. But the church of Sardis was saying that she was alive, but she was dead. And in other words, she is the church of hypocrisy, brothers and sisters. This church was to hear the proclamation of the doctrine of the second advent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief. Verse 3. This implies that the doctrine of the advent would be proclaimed and the duty of watching would be enjoined upon the church. So the church has to proclaim and the church has to watch. Watch and proclaim. Proclaim and watch. The coming spoken of is unconditional. Yeshua's coming or return is unconditional. Whether you are ready or not, he will come. The manner only in which it would come upon them is conditional. The manner in which he will come is conditional. Whether your robes are washed in the blood of the lamb, that's the condition. But Yeshua's coming is unconditional. Whether you watch or not, he will come. Their watching would not prevent the coming of the master. Did you hear me? But by watching, they could avoid being overtaken as by a thief. Brothers and sisters, this is a solemn warning to the church of Sardis. This was indeed a solemn warning to the church of Sardis. And what he said to Sardis, he is saying to the church of Laodicea today.
He says, what I said to one, I said to all, watch. You brethren, says Paul, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 4. And now Yeshua says to them now that there are, there are a few names, even in Sardis. You see, even though it seems dire, even though things may seem bleak and gloomy, Yeshua is saying there are a few names even in Sardis. In other words, there are a few names in Tortola, British Virgin Islands. There are a few names in the United States of America, in Jamaica, in Bahamas, in Barbados. There are a few names even though the church in Sardis seems to be a hypocritical church who is saying that she's alive but she is dead. There are a few names. Praise the name of the Most High. You see, this would seem to imply a period of unparalleled worldliness in the church. There is a whole heap of worldliness in the church. The music, the dress of the young people, the preaching of the preachers, everything seems to be so worldly. The preachers, the pastors who own these mega churches, you cannot distinguish between these tele-evangelists and the regular superstars out there in the world. They have the bodyguards, they have their limo they have their big homes, they have their private jets, brothers and sisters, they have their resorts, they have so much money, they're filthy rich, brothers and sisters. But even in this state of things, there are some whose garments are not defiled. Would you say amen? Some who have kept themselves free from the contaminating influences of sin. James says, pure religion and undefiled before Yahweh and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their afflictions. Let me say that again. Pure religion and undefiled before Yahweh and the Father is to do this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. James 1.27, brothers and sisters, how is it with you? Have you been doing this? Have you been visiting the widows? Have you been visiting the orphans? Have you been giving of your substance, your monies? Have you been giving of your time in comforting those who are less fortunate than you? In giving them your love, showing them your love, putting your arms around them? Have you been doing this? Brothers and sisters, this is why a lot of people will, will end up in hell when Yeshua comes on the day of judgment. Pure religion and undefiled before Yahweh and the father is this to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction brothers and sisters do you know what a woman goes through when her husband when the provider the protector is not there anymore the priest in the home has died and they are there to face the world alone the ravages of life the wolves all these people who are going to be taking advantage of them the fear that these widows have to go through the fear of uncertainty that the children have to live knowing that their dad has died are you visiting these people and encouraging them today that's a question for you to answer and keeping yourselves unspotted from the world the just shall live by faith but yeshua promised something to the overcomer there's always a promise by Yeshua. You see, he does not leave us out there in the cold. He does not leave us up out there to the whims and the fancies of the devil and his evil angels to be devoured, brothers and sisters. But he says here, 
that those who love him and serve him shall walk with him in white. He said, shall walk with me in white. Yeshua does not overlook his people in any place, however few their numbers. Lonely Christian, with none of like precious faith, with whom to commune, do you ever feel as if the host of unbelievers would swallow you up? And sometimes it seems as if you are out there in the world alone as a lamb in the wilderness with the wolves and the coyotes and the lions and the hyenas. But Yeshua is there. He says, I will not leave you nor forsake you. He says, you are not unnoticed or forgotten by your master. The multitude of the wicked around you cannot be so great as to hide you from his view. If you keep yourself unspotted from surrounding evil, the promise is sure. So it doesn't matter if your enemies outnumber you on your left, on your right, or above you, or beneath you, or before you, or behind you. It doesn't matter how much enemies are there. For we know the scripture says that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So there are multiplied millions and millions, billions and myriads of angels in heaven ready to fulfill the command of Yahweh to surround you for the angel of the most high yes the angel of the most high encamped round about them that fares Yahweh and delivers them so you are never outnumbered if Yahweh should open our eyes we will see the millions and millions of angels flying to and fro in the atmosphere in the heavens protecting you and protecting me and helping to spread the gospel you shall walk with your master in glory. The lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them and shall lead them into living fountains of waters and Yahweh shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Revelation 7.17 Beautiful, my brothers and my sisters, being clothed with white raiment is explained in other scriptures to be a symbol of exchanging iniquity for righteousness. Are you listening to me? Zechariah chapter 3 verse 4 and 5 says, Take away the filthy garments from him is explained by the language that follows. Behold, I have caused your iniquity to pass from thee. If you allow Yeshua to remove your sinful robes, your spotted and stained robes, if you allow him to remove them, he will make you clean. He will make you free. He will make you, oh yes, alive in him and your iniquity shall pass from you. Only such can stand upon the day of judgment. As I come down to the end, the fine linen or the white raiment is the righteousness of the saints. Revelation 19 verse 8, the book of life. Here is introduced an object of thrilling interest, ponderous volume in which are enrolled the names of all candidates for everlasting life. The names of all candidates for everlasting life. Your name, my name, our name, those who allow Yeshua to be their master and savior in their lives. Our names are going to be enrolled in the everlasting book of life. Yes, my brother and my sister. And the question is, is there danger after our names have once been entered into that heavenly journal that they may be blotted out? Oh yes, sadly yes. Realistically, yes. 
or this warning would never have been penned. It is only by being overcomers to the end that our names can be retained in that book. But not all will gain the victory. And the sad note, not all will gain the victory. Their names, of course, will be blotted out. References here made to some definite point of time in the future for this work. I will not, says Mashiach, blot out the names of the overcomers, which is also saying by implication that at the same time he will blot out the names of those who do not overcome. So if Yeshua is saying, if Jesus Christ, if Yeshua HaMashiach is saying, I will not blot out their names once they overcome, then it means that if someone doesn't overcome, their names will be blotted out. And it's very sad, but it's very true. So he will blot out the names of those who do not overcome. Is not this the same time mentioned by Peter? He says here in Acts 3.19, Repent you therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Master Yeshua. To say to the overcomer that his name shall not be blotted out of the book of life is to say that all his sins shall be blotted out of the book wherein they are recorded to be remembered against him no more forever. Hebrews 8.12 It also means that either his name or his sins will be blotted out from the heavenly records. What a precious thought it is that now we are forgiven if we confess our transgressions. Brothers and sisters, now is the time for you and I to confess our sins, to confess our transgressions. For the time will come when Yeshua will say, He who is filthy, let him remain filthy. He who is holy, let him remain holy. Yes, now is the time while the doors of mercy swings open. Yes, brothers and sisters, while the doors of probation are open wide on the hinges of mercy, we are to confess our sins to Yeshua who is a faithful and just high priest to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Then if we remain faithful to Yahweh, these sins will be blotted out at the coming of Yeshua. When that hour of decision shall come, which cannot now be a great way off in the future, how, listener, will it be with you? How will it be with your soul? For the coming of the Son of Man is at the door. He can come at any time. He can come tonight. He can come later this evening at sundown. How will it be with your soul? Will your sins be blotted out and your name be retained in the book of life? Or will your name be blotted out of the book of life and your sins be left to bear their fearful record against you? And the presentation in glory is this. Yeshua is saying, I will confess his name before my father and before my angels. In other words, he says, I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. Meshach taught or Christ taught that as men confessed or denied, despised or honored him here, they would be confessed or denied by him before his Father in heaven and before the holy angels. Matthew 10, 32 and 33. Who can fathom the honor of being approved before the heavenly host? Who can conceive of the bliss? Listen to me, brothers and sisters. Who can conceive of the bliss of that 
moment when we shall be owned by the master of life before his father as those who have done his will overcome and whose names are worthy through his merits to stand upon the imperishable record of the book of life forever and ever. Brothers and sisters, the church in Sardis. There are some things that we can learn from the church in Sardis who says that she is alive, but she was dead, a hypocrite. Brothers and sisters, we are the church in Laodicea of the Laodicean period, the lukewarm church. So either we are dead or we are alive, or either we are hot or we are cold or lukewarm. This is the word today for me and you. I trust that the Spirit of the Most High has revealed to you His will so that you and I may be saved when he shall come with our sins all washed away. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your grace. I thank you, Yahweh, that you have been so loving to us, that you have given us the book of Revelation, the apocalypse, the revelation of those things which are to come upon the earth, upon the world. Yahweh, you have not left us ignorant or in darkness, but you have given us a sure word of prophecy. I pray, Yahweh, that we may learn from the seven churches of Asia Minor in Turkey. I pray that we may learn from those seven churches. And as we take a look at some of those churches and the implication for us today, I pray that you may open up our minds and no understanding for we are in the Laodicean era of the church's existence. Help us to see, help us to hear, help us to live, help us to make our calling and election sure. Have mercy upon us, Father. Wash us and purify us. Quicken our bodies. Quicken us for we are dead spiritually. We have not, we have no, there's no, no distinction between the world and the church. Oh, with the church have become so worldly, so worldly, so hypocritical, so dead. Yahweh, so devoid of your spirit that they are doing all manner of evil to the church today. But there are a few names. There are a few who have not bowed their knees to Baal. There are a few, oh Father in heaven, who have stood on the principles and the promises and the commandments of Yahweh, the creator of heaven and earth. So I thank you for your word. I thank you for the revelation. And I thank you for saving us, Yahweh, I pray. In your son's mighty name with thanksgiving. Amen. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, you can write us at Proclaim Gospel, P.O. Box 336, Rowtown Tartola, British Virgin Islands. Or you may email us at ProclaimGospelVI at gmail.com. Our telephone number is 1284 547 4601.